Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Did you just say it's time? Stay calm. What am I doing? I am blowing dodge. I'm getting out of town. Whatever you call it, I am running away from my responsibilities. Arm feels good. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Vent Lab. I forgot what our podcast is called. <laughs> always a good way to start. Are you going to go with Nathan and Bex again? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was going to go with 99.7 The Point. <laughs> that's that's how far off I was. I almost introduced our podcast as a radio station that I have not worked at for uh, like over six months now. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But here we are. So... Anyway, how are you today, Rebecca? I'm doing great, Nathan. Yeah? How are you doing? Um, My body is shaky. I feel like I can feel my heart. That's usually a good sign. But like, like I, I feel like I could take a marker and I could outline it. <laughs> but I know that's wrong because I know my heart isn't over here. It's somewhere in the center of my are chest. Are you doing but, drugs? Um, No. Well... Is caffeine a drug? Yep. All right, I'm doing drugs. Sorry, mom. And so dad. you had kind of an overdose of caffeine today. Not even an overdose, just a regular human dose. But it's been so long since I've had a regular human dose. I also haven't eaten a lot today. So lack of food. Lack of food, and uh, and a lot of caffeine in my system. Well, welcome to 99.7 The Point. Thanks. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a good show today, though. We're gonna be talking about robots. We might be talking about weddings. Nigerian prince. Maybe Nigerian princes. Maybe static shock. We may talk about uh, mm, the housing markets. Yes, housing crisis. Housing crisis. Uh-huh. Which doesn't worse. sound interesting at all, but believe me, it, it is. It's got a twist. Don't worry. Um, and maybe we'll talk about the fact that the Xbox came out today. The new Xbox came out today. Wait, what number are we on? Um, They stopped doing numbers. uh, um, Well, this time. Now it's called the Xbox Series X. We had the original Xbox, Uh then the Xbox 360, then the Xbox One, Uh the Xbox One X, and the Xbox One S, and now we have the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. See, this is really hard to follow. Oh, t- believe me, it, yeah, it's. Why can't they just do one, two, three, four? Because that's what PlayStation's doing. They can't, they can't do that. Well, it's clear one is is like PlayStation One, and then you have the Xbox One. They're two totally different names. I don't see why that's confusing. I think it's a good method to go with. You know, yeah. numbers in order. See, it's like Star Wars. They really messed it up when they started like skipping around. So right off the bat, they messed it up. up yeah. Right, right off the bat. Um, <laughs> No, see, I think what they're they're planning on doing right now is is they're trying to like start with a clean slate kind of instead of going, okay, now we have the Xbox One X, we have the Xbox One S and like like th- these different categories. Now they're just saying, okay, we have the Xbox and 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 we have a, like a series of Xboxes. We have the X series, which are like the performance, the high frame rate, the high like fast speeds and everything. And then you have the S which is like the cheaper version that you'll buy if you're just using it to watch Netflix and YouTube. I'm sorry. You've lost my interest. That's fine. I, uh, I don't think I'm going to buy it right now. I know. I know. That's a shock. That's a shock, but I'm going to wait. I was going to ask, you know, like what's changed? Why is this one so different? But you know what, what, what's, what's the other but something else we're going to talk about. Robots. We can talk about robots. Oh. Speaking of technology. There we go. That's a good one. All right. Well, um, let's see here. Where, where does this take place? Oh, the, the British Army. Robot soldiers. This is, the, this is the, the title. Robot soldiers could make up a quarter of British Army by the 2030s. 
What year are we now? Oh, 2020. How 2020. Did I that? So, so in less than 20 years. years. Wait, 2030. Well, yeah, but it says by the 2030s. And so they're like, not by 2030, but by the end of the 2030s, essentially. So in less than 20 years, a, a quarter of the British Army. Does this scare you or excite you? Oh, it excites me. It, it excites me a Do lot. Do you have any fear of robots turning on us and like killing us? Not even a little bit. No, because you've no, seen some of these robots and like they're high intelligence, right? Yeah, but they're all stupid. Like no offense, robots, but no matter how smart a robot can be, they cannot outsmart a human. I don't care what iRobot says and what probably, I don't know, probably freaking Elon Musk is probably doing something with robots, but they can't beat humans. They can beat humans by uh, surviving bullet wounds and stuff, but in the brain, no, no way. In 2030-something, you're going to retract that statement. Nope. And a robot will be recording you. Did you see Iron Man 3? Maybe. It's all blending together right now. Actually, better yet, did you see Iron Man 2? I saw an Iron Man. Okay. I think I saw multiple Iron Mans. Iron Man 2 was a perfect example of how an army of robots versus uh, a single person, a human, inside of a suit that is just as impenetrable as the army of robots Mm -hmm. is so much more better. So much, so much better. So much more better. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Iron Man beats the bad guys by a landslide. Because robots are robots are dumb. And by the way, and nobody uses these in these uh, superhero movies, but EMPs exist. An electromagnetic magnetic pulse, I think that, is what it okay. means. All right. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. Okay, so an EMP. Imagine, imagine you have your phone, all right? No, imagine you're driving a drone, okay? And you're using this drone to scout intelligence or something. And then you're using that drone to... Or you're using what you can see on the drone to communicate with people who are like shooting artillery in this area and you're being the one that's being shot at. So you got to kill the drone in order to stop the information from going to people. Or, anyway, you would use an EMP. It puts out an electromagnetic pulse and then basically just shuts down everything electronic. So there's a helicopter in the air, shuts down all the systems, the helicopter crashes. Shuts down the Xboxes. You're driving your Tesla, not anymore. It shuts it down, shuts off your Xboxes, shuts off your phones, your TVs, everything. So my thinking is like, okay, an army of robots, that sounds dope, but one EMP blast and you're donezo, right? Like how how are you going to beat that? Well, what if they have something to like combat that? Like rubber sole exterior or something that's going to keep that from doing. I don't know. You know, that it just proves the point that, that robots are a lot smarter than I am. And I think a majority of human beings, I'm telling you, I use computers a lot to look up stuff more than I use my own brain to look up stuff. And I feel that the computer brain of a robot is going to be more intelligent than the average human being. Um, they might have more readily accessible information Mm -hmm. that they can get very quickly, but they're easy to outsmart. A robot can only think it's, it's brain can only expand as far as a human has programmed it to. Well, I think humans are programming them to expand pretty far. Okay. But because the people that are programming them are smarter than the average person. Are they, though? Yeah. If you know how to program a robot, you're smarter than I am. Okay, but think about this. Think about this. You have a whole army of robots. And let's say they, 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 they've been programmed to infiltrate your base, okay, mm-hmm. a certain way. And they, whoever programmed these robots found a weak point in your security, and so now the robots are infiltrating that place. All you have to do is fix that one problem, and now the robots can't adapt to the new situation, and, and they're donezo. But do you have time to re- to fix that thing that they're programmed to do before they do it? Oh, so you're saying that 
it's it's more of a speed thing. Robots are so much faster than humans at whatever they're doing. I think it may be across the board. I don't know. Time will tell. I guess so. But the Pope's calling for prayer for robots, right? Yeah, I guess me and the Pope do not uh, share <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same opinions on robot armies. Because recently the Pope... Uh, called for prayer that robotics and AIs will always serve humankind. Which, by the way, because this he doesn't has a even... fear that it's gonna they're they're gonna stop serving humans and humans are gonna start serving robots, right? Yeah, and see, he, uh, dude, I bet he watched iRobot for the first time. I was just gonna mention iRobot. iRobot. I remember being so excited to go see that movie and being so disappointed when I left. Like that was so dumb. However, every time I think about robotic intelligence i think of irobot yeah i mean i feel like it was pretty far-fetched but maybe a good uh representation like a decade to go where it could be that's true or more than a decade actually more than a decade and our our computer and robotics intelligence are increasing every day i just i just like like i wish i heard the prayer maybe i should be catholic for, for just that one prayer because like what I think you can hear without being Catholic. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish I was around to hear that prayer. Cause I, f- I feel like what does serve humankind entail? Because in the tweet from the Pope's worldwide prayer network, <laughs> dash Vatican, which is apparently a thing on Twitter. Um, they use the picture of two robot hands knitting. That's their, that's their idea of serving humankind is well, like a, a robot, way a robot serving grandma. humankind, a robot grandma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Only grandma's knit. And, and lame people. Actually, that's not true. I take no. that back. Knitting is a cool thing. Yeah. I um, mean, those who know how to work the needles will always stay warm. Yeah. Fun fact. Did you know that crochet means hook? So a crochet okay. hook is just hook. I was hook? not aware of that. However, every time I see the word crochet, I think it's my last name. That too. Mm-hmm. Do you ever forget how to spell your last name? Yep. Me too. Mm-hmm. Sp- I forget really? how to. I forget I how to spell your one? last name. No, no, no I oh. forget how to spell. My my name is Reese. I have three letters in my name. My my name is Crockett. That's not difficult. But sometimes I forget. Like, do I have one T or two T's? Yeah, same. But anyway, yeah. So uh, basically, the British Army is looking towards getting. They said uh, uh, from one hundred and twenty thousand. Oh, okay. So they want an army of 120,000, of which 30,000 could be robots. That's a lot of robots. See, I mean, there's a there's a huge use for robots in military where it, it's safer, better to risk a robot's life than it is to risk a human's life. Like anything a robot can do where life is at risk is a better option. However, what if they're the ones doing the killing? Yeah. What if, uh, no, I don't know, man. I, I play a lot of video games. I've, I've killed a lot of killer what robots. If the robots start to value their own life and it's like, nope, I understand they're putting me at risk. I'm going to kill you before you kill me. Um, then the person controlling the robot, I feel like that's the best way to No humans need to control the robot. What well, if the robot, once the switch is flipped, they control themselves. I, I just don't program them to do that. Well, tell the person who's programming them to do that. So you think that the person programming is going to have evil intentions. There's and then a lot of evil people out there. They're going to set this uh, 30,000 people that robot raise army. their children to be evil. That's true. Why wouldn't there be evil people that create evil robots? You're not wrong. I just don't think we're there yet. Maybe in 15 years. Thank you. I, I don't know, dude. I, I do think, though that we should get to the point where we settle wars, um, social disturbances, disagreements, elections, all through video games. <laughs> Just a, like... So you're saying like virtually. Virtually. Like we should do like virtual worlds where like, we settle these things. Why would we spend billions of dollars making an army of robots whenever you could instead spend millions or thousands on uh what's the word 
like uh, fake artificial robots in a video game and then have people control those. And then you just have this Call of Duty 1v1 or whatever. Best man wins the war. Because virtual worlds don't affect people like real worlds do. And if there's no actual loss of human life, nobody's changing what they're already doing. So you think there has to be a loss of human life. I think that's the wager. I think it was like, you change your ways or we're killing people. Okay. How about this? If you're like, you change your ways or we're virtually killing people. They're like, Oh, I'll just create some more like, okay. Because virtual soul, virtual people don't have souls. Real people do. So, so what if, okay. What, what about this then? Oh my gosh. Yeah. What if the people playing whomever loses they have to sacrifice themselves. <laughs> so just one person. Well, uh, I mean, if you want to so have like back, a 64 so, okay. versus a 64, so we're back put to them the, in a big old lobby. So we're back to, to live war again. No, it's artificial <laughs> war. It's a video game. No, uh, nothing is being destroyed except you're, for the human life, which apparently is the only thing that matters. You're on to something. You're just not there yet. You're actually pretty far off, but but it's a spark of development. What if keep going with this? Okay, what if not uh, during the podcast, but you can keep going with this idea and keep developing it. What if they all did VR and they put everybody in a uh, a VR arena and they played virtual like uh, uh, army game or whatever, virtual war, and then whichever team wins gets to take real guns and shoot. The other people in in real life. No. Why? I don't think that's helping. No, think about this though. Think about this, right? Uh Because because still dying. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But think about this, right? You have two teams, all right, or two countries. But for the sake of my my brain, let's do teams. You have red and blue versus each other, right? Mm -hmm. Now in real war, red might win, but they might lose half their men. And then uh, blue might lose all of their men. But in in this way, if red is going to win, they get to keep all their men. And blue loses all of their men. Blue's going to lose all their men either way. You're on to something here. Unless You're on they to decide. Here. But I also don't feel like ethic, ethically we can do that when when loss of life is not necessary but it's still necessary in order Mm. for there to be a wager to win what about instead of killing them we just put them in a coma they just became a vegetable they're still losing life a voluntary vegetable none of this ethically is okay you know war technically is not ethically think about think about this rebecca Ooh, great idea oh my gosh i just had a great okay okay because it's all video games Let's just have those who are uh, don't have as great a quality of life. They're already dying, even yet prisoners. Let's have prisoners play in our virtual war. And then if they win, they get out. If they lose, they get uh, killed. No, that's a terrible idea. Why? That's then we don't lose any actual idea. citizens. If anything, we gain one. That might actually... Uh, be dangerous Just to society. Just because they're prisoners doesn't mean that their life is worth less than ours. They still have a valued life. Well, they can volunteer. It's like a, it's like a, if you're confident in your 360 no scoping skills, then go ahead and do a one v one. If you win, then you get out scotch free. If you lose, then uh, head over to the guillotine. Guillotine. This, this idea has not developed in the right way yet all right well i'll I'll ask the pope to pray about it i think i'm (laughs) on to something maybe better than robots though because how scary would it be for robots to be massacring people on the masses you know that's scary thought like i said yes do you think it's scarier for robot sorry i know i'm kind of really stretching this out but i'm just really curious now do you think robots killing humans is scarier than humans killing humans in a in a war scenario I do because there's no heart in a robot. Like an, a robot doesn't have a conscious. So like a robot would kill a woman or a child when the majority of humans would not. 
like robots just going to kill to kill. A human is going to kill for the sake of their own life or because somebody's a bad guy that needs to be stopped. But there'd be less um, like PTSD and stuff going around. That That is true, but there probably would be a lot less people around as well. So let me ask you this then. Oh my god! Because you think there has to be a, a loss of life for it to be meaningful. Uh-huh. You think that we couldn't do robots versus robots? Mm, okay, loss of life or money. I think countries would agree on money, like loss of money. I think we should just find it. Would them. be worth a value. Let's branch off a place, like Area 51 or something, uh, some desert area, and people control robots, and it's basically real-life video games. That way you're still losing money, but you're not losing life, and there's still a winner and a loser. And if you're in like some obscure area, there's not a loss of property, which could be a, a loss of quality of life for those who have to continue to live there. I think it still comes down to all of the above. Money, loss of life, loss of property. All right. All right, fine. Loss of money. Interesting. Uh, you want to you wanna switch topics here? Yeah, switch that gears? would be great. You don't like talking switch about gears. the... Uh-huh. You don't like talking about the robots, huh? All right. You want to talk about weddings? Yes. Let's talk about weddings. Speaking of weddings and money, a Nigerian prince Uh-oh. says he rented out an entire New York City restaurant for his first date with his now wife, who had no idea that he was, in fact, a Nigerian prince. Plot twist. He really was a Nigerian I prince. I wonder if he asked her out by email. <laughs> Maybe he uh, he asked her for like $3,000. Yeah, I was going to say, did she send the money first? And then <laughs> they went out on a date. Right. And he was like, surprise, I'm actually a prince with a lot of money. And he refunded her $3,000. <laughs> was he deposed? Was he a deposed prince of Nigeria? <laughs> okay, what's even crazier about this story is, first of all, he was in New York. He was going to a meeting. And he saw this girl who was trying to find her way to like a modeling interview or something like that. And so he stopped his meeting, went out on the sidewalk and asked for this girl's number and decided he this is the girl that he wants to go out with. So he sets up this whole thing in the restaurant and he tells the restaurant, like, I want it to look like an engagement, but it's just a date. So she comes in. She's like super overwhelmed. She figures out pretty quickly that he has money, but he sees her as like the perfect dream girl. She's kind. She's generous. She's smart. She's she's everything he wanted in a woman. Well, eventually they get engaged. He takes her back home to meet his family. She knows that he's from Nigeria. She just doesn't know that he's royalty. And his mother calls her my princess. Well, she was like, well, I mean, that's odd, but like, you know, that that's what moms call daughters. And so maybe it's just like endearing that she's calling me my princess. Well, then the mom starts explaining like the whole like family history of where her son's name comes from and reveals that they're a royal family. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I'm marrying a Nigerian prince. He never told her the entire time. Which Kudos I would, to that guy. I would be asking, like, if he didn't tell me he was a prince, what else is he keeping from me? Ah, that's, of, of course, that's where you go. What other secrets? <laughs> yeah. But he never got married in Nigeria because they have a lot of unrest there. Uh, a war, something called SARS, which is really confusing because that's also um, a virus. Right. Yeah, but this is... Right, babies. Well, right. I mean, that's who uh, it affects a lot. Like, that's who dies from it a lot. But, yeah, I think anybody can get SARS. SARS is actually another version of, or another strain of the coronavirus, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. So they're at war with coronavirus there as well. <laughs> hmm. Well, interesting. I wonder how much money he actually has. Enough to rent out a New York City restaurant. 
That's for fair. A first date. Looks like he also wore a top hat to their wedding, which is kudos to him. Well, they got married in the States, so he did not go with the traditional Nigerian garb. He looked pretty Western American. Um, but they are planning to get married, do a, a wedding ceremony in Africa because of the unrest that's in Nigeria. And I didn't realize this, but in the country of Africa, it is a tradition to renew your vows every year. Every year? Every year. Jeez. Yeah. Like, oh, I've cool, always though. been annoyed with the whole, like, vow renewal thing. Like, I said it once. I still mean it. Like, we don't need to pay money and invite people to watch us do it again. And I've seen people do that, and that's cool for them. I probably would never accept an invitation to a vow renewal unless it was a family member, and I felt really bad not going. Yeah, that kind of, I feel like if you'd have a big family, which I assume people in Nigeria do, mm-hmm. like, that would get kind of, like... Old having Old. to do that. Yeah, every year. But do they have a big ceremony where they invite everybody and spend uh, lots of money? Or is this just a on their anniversary? Right. They just do this without all the invitations and everything. I wonder if uh, divorce rates are lower in Nigeria. Because they renew their vows. Because they year. renew their vows. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so one Nigerian uh, Naira, their currency, mm-hmm. is equal to... Point zero zero two six United States dollars. So a great exchange rate for Americans. Yeah. No. Well, yes. If mm-hmm. you took a hundred dollars into Nigeria, you would have thirty eight thousand two hundred Nigerian dollars, essentially. But my question is, how filthy rich does this guy have to be in Nigeria to be filthy rich in America? Oh, good point. You know? Well, maybe he makes his money off the business that he's established here in America. So he's actually taking American dollars back to Nigeria. That would be smart. Which a lot of royalty does. They they? they don't stick in just one country. They have accounts all over the world. Well, that and the fact that he probably receives several thousand dollars from old ladies uh, yearly. Through um, his regular email. Yeah, his email blasts. That's his that's his actual business. That's his side hustle. That's overtaking his regular hustle. <laughs> Have you ever gotten one of those Nigerian prince email things? I, I haven't, but I remember seeing them in my parents' emails. Really? Yeah. Like early on. It hasn't happened in a while. Uh at the radio station, we've gotten a couple random like emails from supposed royalty and i thought that was pretty funny but i've never gotten one in my personal email yeah i got a phone call the other day talking about my uh my car's uh oh your extended warranty my extended warranty (laughs) i wish they would at least do a little bit of research on the person before (laughs) blasting them with a call first off i bought it used second off it's already paid off I love the memes of like the extent that these companies go to to tell you about your extended warranty. Like for Halloween, it was like you open up a candy bar and you break it in half and there's a note inside. We've been trying to reach you about your extended warranty. (laughs) A fortune cookie. Yes. "Ah!" They're everywhere. Those crack me up. Dude, I can't stand them. That's why. And I hate it too because they have totally ruined the way people uh, look at receiving phone calls. Because mm-hmm. I will not answer my phone unless I already have that person in my contacts list. Like, unless it comes up and tells me their or exact you're name. you're expecting a call from a number you're not going to know what it is. Right. And, and ugh, man, it frustrates me. And recently, I, I, whenever I received one, it had the area code where I'm from. It was a 785 number. And I thought, this could be anybody rarely would they have a 785 number no wrong of course they have a 785 number because that's what i have (laughs) and they're like we're just trying to relate to you man we're just trying to freaking dupe you into answering the phone i hate them it's the worst my husband's been scammed a lot lately with his email like somebody like I'm sure a lot of people copy his email like as close as they can with and make it a different email. And because he's a pastor of a church, they send it out to like his entire contact list of like people who go to the church mm-hmm. and pose as him Jeez. asking for them to go online and buy gift cards and to send them the numbers of the gift cards. 
And so this has happened like three times to him where he's had to send out an email and be like, I've heard that these emails are going out to you guys. This is not me. Ignore those emails. Like this is a regular thing. But once somebody fell for it and bought the gift cards and was like, I, I called you and, and to ask if the, if you really needed these and I couldn't get a hold of you. So I went ahead and, and got them. You know, what do you want me to do with this number? And he's like, uh, I didn't ask you to do that. And I will never, ever ask you <laughs> like, to do that. I am so sorry. That's awful. What are these companies going to do in 30 years whenever everybody who would fall for that is dead? There'll be new you old think? people falling for new old people tricks. But what are the new old people tricks going to be? I don't know. They're getting really crafty. And I know I'm about to say that I'm an old person, but I have to share that I fell for one recently because um, they send out emails like from PayPal and Amazon and stuff like that, but they make it look like exactly like the Amazon email. And so one time I got one from my Apple ID and was like, hey, somebody logged into your account from this location. And so it's like, click the link to confirm that this was not you. So I clicked the link to confirm it wasn't me and it took me to like something weird. And I was like, oh no, like now they've like accessed my information or something. So then I just went in and changed like all my passwords. But like, man, it's hard to know like, Mostly, I just ignore all of those things. But if somebody's like legit trying to get a hold of me or something, you're not going to get a hold of me through email or phone call. Like you're going to have to send something in the mail. And even then, I'm going to question it. That's true. It's really hard to get a hold of people now. You know what I bet is a way that they're going to be doing it in the future? Hmm. Have you heard of deep fakes? No. So there's technology where you can um, basically project anybody's face on anybody's face okay yes i have seen this and that's really really scary so you're gonna get like facetime videos uh-huh from your son uh-huh saying like he's in prison and he needs money right or on this <laughs> at the scene of like an accident or something uh-huh. and could be like mom i just crashed i need you to send me money or something uh-huh. like that yeah that's that's going to be it. And it's scary because it can take like anybody, like anybody that's in the government and say like, look, here's a video of them saying this when mm-hmm. they never actually said that. Like, yeah. that's really scary. Yeah. People are going to have to find some sort of um, identification. You know what? Everybody needs to get face tattoos. No, that wouldn't work. Maybe <laughs> hmm, what's something that we could do? To help identify us that would not be fakeable. You need to have like a hidden identifying mark, like an identifying mark that only you realize that you have. So if there's a deep fake, you'd be like, but does this one have that small mark on the left side of their forehead? But if they're taking oh, your face true. to make the deep fake in the, in the first place, you know what? You, na- you, need, you need to develop a twitching problem right now. <laughs> So that a twitching problem in Morse code. <laughs> yeah. So that in the future, should somebody receive a deep faked FaceTime of you, they can just look for the for the twitch and they'll be like, wow, Rebecca must have fixed her twitch. Nope. It's not Rebecca. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's a Nigerian we solved, prince. We solved the problem right there. There it is, man. Just uh, get like, uh, what, like Parkinson's or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And your Twitch needs to say authentic or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we'll just have to uh, start every call with like some sort of lingo or something mm-hmm. that only you and the person you're calling knows, like a secret handshake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's You know, it. this deep fake stuff must have all started with like those create an elf video remember when like i do like you could put your face like on an elf dancing and then you'd put like your entire family in like an elf group and then you'd send that out on facebook to everybody or through email to everybody Blast it like, to your family so funny you're like oh my gosh we all look like elves dancing yep that was the first version of the deep fakes those were the beta test run. those were the <laughs> alpha test runs we, and we all fell for it 
And every single one of us. I, <laughs> the alpha testers. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it would be Facebook leading the charge on that too. Yeah. You know that be. they're going to do it. Maybe, maybe that's, that's Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, his ultimate, his ultimate plan. plan. Yeah. That's his like 30 year plan. His How long has Facebook plan, been going on? And he's like, already 12 years? putting together the robots to take over. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and, uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> and Elon Musk. And I don't know if Jeff Bezos would, could be bothered, you know, your boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he does robot stuff. But it's true. They don't look like humans, though. Yeah, I know. They're but pretty efficient. They're very efficient. But I just don't know, like, like if somebody were to, like, be like, hey, Jeff, we're developing this evil to, plan. To this <coughs> I mean, regular, I mean. <laughs> normal plan. And, uh, and we're going to dupe people. You want in? You'd be like, ah, this kind of sounds like a lot of work. Probably not. You know, and he'd back out. I'm making a lot of money right now for this whole Amazon thing, so... Uh, I'm kind of busy uh, being the most rich person uh, ever to walk the planet of the Earth, except for Solomon, so... Speaking of which, yeah. I just had another idea. My brain's going everywhere right now. Uh, the caffeine. The caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, Solomon, do you think Solomon is still, to this day, the richest person to ever walk the planet of the Earth? The planet of the Earth. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what it is in comparison. I've never looked that up. I guess we don't really know the actual number. I tell you what, you certainly had more wives than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it's because it's illegal now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in, Jeff, a, in America. Right. Jeff could probably just buy America, though, and then make his own yeah, laws. And, and wives at that time were worth money. At this time in America, wives aren't worth money. You don't You don't sell and buy wives. Oh, so you think Solomon, uh, he wasn't like, he didn't actively have that much money in his, in his pocket. It was just his, uh, what's that called? His some amount of everything that he owns. Yeah. I don't remember what that's called. Gosh, why can't I remember? Anyway, but it's basically on his like assets. His, yeah. Assets. Yeah. He had a word. lot of assets. Yes. At least a hundred, a thousand. How many wives did he have? I don't know. Guy was all about assets. <laughs> So many. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking, I mean, most of his has to, had to be in assets and all joking aside, not just wives that had to be cattle and right. jewelry yeah. and yeah. gold and yeah, he probably had property and quite a bit of assets, quite a bit of cows, quite a bit of goats. Yeah. 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 There's probably slaves in there as well. That's true. Speaking of slaves. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Okay. This was not a, a place that I planned to go today, but I purchased the movie Harriet last night. What is that? It's a movie on Harriet Tubman, who you're looking confused. So she escaped from slavery. And then once she escaped, went back and saved like 70 others or helped like 70 other slaves escape. She became like, like a top person in the Underground Railroad. Has there been a movie made about her within the last 24 years? This w- this is very new. The movie Harriet is very new. And so, so new, I could not rent it. I had to purchase it. So I purchased it for $14.99 because I watched the preview and I'm, I'm a sucker for previews. Like I watched the preview and I'm like, I must watch that right now. Whatever the cost is, I must watch that right now. So I watched the movie on Harriet Tubman and I learned a lot about her that I didn't know. And Harriet Tubman is like my hero. Like that woman and her bravery was unbelievable. She went back to the area she escaped from fully aware that if she was captured, she would have been killed. But because she knew the, the pain that her fellow brothers and sisters were living in, it was worth her life to her. She went back time and time and time again. Oh my gosh. And this is so sad. I can't believe I didn't know like all of this about her. But uh, so she, she escapes. She's free for a year, living free. Like she could start a whole new life. She had left her husband who was a free man She had left her husband behind because if he got captured, he would have been tortured and killed. 
And so she left him behind and ran on her own because the chances of her making it were pretty slim, but she did. She made it. Right. So she went back to get him because she knew the way to freedom now. So she went back to get him, but he was told that she died. And so he remarried. So when she went back to get her husband, he had to tell her he had remarried and his new wife was about to have a baby. Oh my gosh. And so there was the heartbreak of the man that she had risked her life to return for. She could not take back with her. Well, I mean, she could have, but he didn't, he wasn't going to go with her, but she did get most of her family and lots of other. Didn't that also happen to Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks wasn't a slave. No, 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 no. I know he wasn't a slave, but whenever he was stuck on that island, he came back and his. Oh, yes. Yeah. His wife had remarried. Yeah, that's rough. That stuff. was so horrible. Like, he finally made it off the island and he gets back, and you're like, oh my gosh, she's going to have like waited all of these years. And then she remarried. And he's like, dang it. Yeah. Harriet Tubman kind of sounds like Robert Smalls. Have you heard of Robert Smalls? No, I have not. He was uh, a slave who freed himself and his crew and their families during the American Civil War by stealing a ship, like a transport ship, and then posing as like the commander of it and then drove it to the, the place uh, whatever side of the civil war that of the union controlled uh, part of the civil war where they didn't like slaves or they didn't yeah. like the idea of and having Harry, Harriet Tubman. She was freed right before the civil war. Oh, so he was like a Harriet Tubman. She was, um, she instructed, I cruise battalion, something I'm, I know I'm using the wrong words there, but she led several groups of people during the civil war in freeing slaves Oh. Like she fought alongside of them, which is pretty spectacular considering women did not fight at all. Yeah. Especially African American women. I mean, this woman was a boss. Yeah. Like, and they called her Moses because every time she would go to like like the the property where the slaves were kept, she would sing a song about freeing the slaves. Huh. Yeah, and so they assumed that she was a man. Like they were, when they were looking, when the property owners, the slave owners were looking for the person to kill who was freeing all their slaves, they were looking for a white man in blackface. And was, really? And it was this little under five foot woman whose name was Minty, but she changed her name to Harriet Tubman because that was her free name. Harriet was the name of her mother. Tubman was the last name of her husband who ended up remarrying. But so that's why she was Harriet Tubman. Oh, yes. That's crazy. Yes. I learned so much. Like it was such a great movie. It was such a great movie. And the ship that you were talking about, she would go on these ships to help rescue people. Hmm. And um, so I think that probably like was along the same lines. Like maybe they were worked together at some point. Yeah. I bet she probably inspired him. She lived into her nineties. Gosh. Like dang. she died surrounded by her family. Like all of that. She like put her life at risk over and over again. And she ended up dying of old age, which I think is just such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, my boy, Robert Smalls died at 73. So not quite as long, um, but he did. Become a, a member of the U.S. House of Representatives. So he went into oh, politics and stuff. Cool. His example and persuasion helped convince President Abraham Lincoln to accept African-American soldiers into the Union Army. Wow. Some pretty dank people. We are recording this podcast in Lansing, Kansas. And do you know in Leavenworth, Kansas, the Underground Railroad existed in that town? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember learning about that stuff. I don't remember what I learned, but I remember learning about it. There's tunnels under the city, and some of those were used in transporting people because you could take one tunnel from one house to the next because right, the tunnels right. were used to ship coal in off of the river to heat the houses. Uh -huh. And so they could move people without moving them in plain sight. So it wasn't an actual railway, or was it? No, it was not an actual railway. It's called the Underground Railroad, but it's also not entirely <laughs> underground. 
<laughs> it was it was a process of moving people. The Underground Railway. Hold on, I'm learning. Okay, things. the Underground Railroad Railway was not an actual a, an actual railway. No, and it wasn't entirely underground. Just sometimes there was places that people would go underground. But it's just saying like it's underground, like it's under the radar. I do not think any time throughout <laughs> my education, they they told us that the Underground Railroad was not an actual railway. <laughs> I thought it was like a subway, you no, know? It was a it was a network of people that could be trusted to move people from location to location undercover. You know, they rode in wagons and things like that. They There's no way they built these tunnels all across the south into the north. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. <laughs> it's okay. I had that moment of enlightenment at one point in my life as like, well. Wh why would... Okay. I, I mean, it, I mean probably, it makes sense. It was probably during my education in <laughs> middle school, but yeah. I just never thought to ask. I didn't think that was something I had to ask about. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, while we're on the topic of uh, big things for African-Americans and, and the culture and everything like that, have you ever heard of static shock? Like when you scoot your feet across the carpet and then you touch somebody and you shock them? Similar. Uh -huh. um, that is static and, and a shock produced by static. Mm -hmm. But static shock is a superhero Oh, um, that was created by Milestone Comics, which was then later absorbed by DC. And then I think um, they dropped them, but I'm not really sure. I think like the Milestone Comics are still a part of the DC universe sometimes whenever they feel like it, but it, they're now two separate or anyway, anyway, Static Shock, super cool. There was a great cartoon about it whenever I was growing up. Me and Grant Miller bonded over Static Grant. Shock. Uh -huh. Um, but the neat thing about this cartoon was that it tackled like deep, very serious problems about, uh, racial injustices because so, static like, shock, real life issues, real life issues. Um, static shock was a black guy, black kid in high school, his best, best, <laughs> his best <laughs> friend who was male, uh -huh. um, was white. And like, there's an episode where. Um, Static Shock is over at his best friend's house and then his best friend's dad comes home and is saying a bunch of racist stuff mm -hmm. and then he's got to like escape out the window and everything. Like, like it tackled some That's hefty, some heavy stuff for a kid's show. Heavy, heavy stuff. Uh -huh. But it's kind of, Static Shock um, has kind of become like this beacon of like, kind of like how Black Panther became a, a, a like he was the black superhero mm -hmm. gave a lot of kids something to look up to mm -hmm. that didn't previously have a, a black superhero role model. Role model. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, anyway, static shock was, was in the early days, kind of that, that guy. Well, now they're making a live action static shock probably won't be out for another three years or so. And at least until the pandemic is over and we can see movies again. Right. But it makes me really excited because now there's going to be another, uh, figure for these young kids to look up to. They're going to have Black Panther, who's awesome. Uh-huh. And now they're going to have Which Static he Shock. he died, right? He yeah. died of cancer yeah. recently. This is really rough. But then the, the girl is going to kind of take over. Yeah, the, the girl role. who played as his uh, younger sister. Are, but yeah. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. I hope it's a good movie. There's talks of uh, Michael B. Jordan. Ooh. I was just going to ask who's going to be playing that role. Yeah, but here's he's a pretty great actor. He's freaking hot, dude. But here's the thing. <laughs> You'd have to be to be st Static Shock. Right? right, 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 right. But here's the thing. Static Shock in the comics and in the t old TV show was like 15. Mm -hmm. And they want to, at least right now, when they talk about it, they want him to be represented by like a young person. Kind of how they have like Spider-Man. Smith? Uh, maybe, but in three years, Jaden Smith, he's going to be in his mid-20s. no. I mean, okay, okay. Gosh, I say that. baby. Like, he should always be a baby. What is going on? Why Tom, are people aging? Tom Holland is also in his mid-20s, mm -hmm. and he's playing a high school Spider-Man, and he's doing it mm -hmm. great. Um, 
but he's also got a bit of a baby face. Who knows how uh, Jaden Smith is going to look in, in three years. But there's there's a few kids. There's one kid from, uh, what's that show your daughter likes? A Quiet, no, not A Quiet Place. Um, uh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a young oh. African-American. I cannot talk yes, today. Yes, I can't think of his name in Stranger um, Things. But yes, I know who you're talking about. Uh, there's another kid in a... Uh, a different show. Anyway, there's options, mm-hmm. but it would be really cool to to have that uh, character in the universe. Do you know what else was cool in Harriet Tubman? What? The guy who, one of the main characters in the movie was the same guy in Hamilton that played um, Burr. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Back to Static Shock. Nice. Um, you know who likes Static Shock? Who? Jesse Black. We had him. We had you know him on the show. Jesse, me. I love Jesse. <laughs> we had we had Jesse on the show. Oh gosh, like a hundred oh, episodes seems ago, like forever ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's a huge fan of Static Shock, and that was like a bonding time that we had the two of us. Does he? Does Static Shock have superpowers? Yes. So here's the story behind Static Shock. All right, you ready for a little Static Shock? Yeah, I just lesson. mainly want to know what his superpowers are. But All right. Okay, go ahead. Tell me the history. So the the story goes is that they're essentially, well, okay, a bunch of criminals and people who weren't where they were supposed to be, a bunch of hoodlums, if you will, were exposed to some chemicals that were being held in an area so that people wouldn't be exposed to them. But regardless, some some of the stories go that the police used the chemicals on like the people kind of like as like a tear gas exception kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, substitute, I should say. Anyway, it gave all these hoodlums and people, uh, is hoodlums an okay word to say? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it gave them all different superpowers and static shock for the most part is the only one that decided to use his powers for good. And so he's going around mm-hmm. basically fighting the other people who got powers shock as static shock yeah so like he runs around scooting his feet on the ground and then he touches them and yeah so he just he he wears like a brand new pair of socks that Uh has never been washed before and he just scoots his feet everywhere he goes uh and then he rubs and rubs a balloon on his head yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) and then he goes up behind him and he touches them and they go ah what, what was that it was uh, also my superpower growing up against my <laughs> sisters. I was really good at generating that static shock. And I really gave them some shocks, like yeah. some that really caused a reaction. That's it was good. it was the only superpower I had available to me, especially as the youngest child. Yeah. They probably had the power of beef stew. Did you ever get beef stewed? I don't know. Whenever they force you to lay on your back and then they fart in your face. No, I had had my mouth spit in before though. Oh, yeah, that's gross. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. That also happened on uh, what's the kid? One of the kids play. Ba- what's the movie where the kids play baseball? Sandlot. Yeah, I think that happened in Sandlot, mm-hmm. or maybe it happened on bench warmers. I can't remember. My older sisters tortured me. Like they were very mean to me. My family was all nice to each other. Yeah, right. No, we were. We were nice to each other, and we knew a family, the Yardleys. And they weren't nice to each other. <laughs> and we'd hear stories about them punching each other and stuff and like doing all this crazy stuff. And we're like, I can't imagine ever doing that. I punched Mary in the head one time, but that was on accident. Uh-huh. And she didn't tell mom. So that was good. She did cry, but I just said, Mary, you can't tell mom. And she didn't. My sister Stephanie and I are only 18 months apart. And we were pretty much on the same team. But the two older ones, they came after us hardcore. Like they did not like that we were younger and getting the attention. They felt like we got away with everything. But the truth is we weren't doing like the seriously bad stuff. They were. And anyway, they tortured us by picking us up by our pigtails. Oh my God. Spitting in our mouths. I've told you about the train game, right? Where yeah. they tied us around the tree and then we had to try to get untied before they got around the house. And then they just jump into us and bruise our spine. Yeah, anything they needed to test out, we were the test dummies. I wonder if that stunted your growth at all. No, Jamming your spine into the trunk of a tree. Considering I'm average height and one of the tallest ones in my family, I think I'm okay. Yeah. I could have been taller though, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We were a very gentle family. Very, like, like we didn't hit each other or anything like that. 
or I mean, I, I would like wrestle with my brothers whenever I was younger, but whenever we were older, like, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wrestle. I don't think my, my children, I don't think they have really physically hurt each other. Like they used to argue nonstop. Yeah. But at a certain point when my son was in high school, he became nice to my daughter and they've been really close ever since. Same. What is it about that? I don't know. Maybe you're not competing or anything. I hated Mary. I mean, I, I like I didn't want to be in the same room as her until she was like 15. Probably because she was like messing with your stuff and your time. And like I if she touched something, I wouldn't eat it. Like <laughs> I, 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 I despised her guts. I, I think what it was was at some point in my teenage years, uh, I came to the realization that that would really suck to grow up with your siblings hating you and knowing that. And I thought that's going to do some like serious damage if I don't like be friends with her because all my other siblings, we we're all close. It's really great. You turned that one around. Yeah, seriously. Who knows what? Because Mary's pretty awesome. Yeah. She probably, like if I we didn't turn that was around. looking at baby gifts for her yesterday because I still haven't gotten her baby a gift. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Altered State and I found what I want to get for her baby. But I want to make sure that I'm getting the right size. So I didn't get it yet. But it's a baby. dude. You can get virtually I any get size. Like zero to three months. If the baby's wearing like six to, to nine months, if in doubt, get it too big, then they'll grow know, into but it. Then I've got to I've got to adjust for seasonal wear as well. I just I guess I didn't put that much. Just get them shoes or something. Those are all all season, especially for babies. They don't even walk. What's the point of baby right, shoes? But there's this outfit and has this matching hedgehog warmer like stuffed animal thing. Like you heat up the pad in the microwave and you put it in the stuffed animal and you put it next to the baby and it keeps them warm and cozy. And then it's got this little matching outfit that is so adorable. And so I want to make sure I get the right size in that. Hmm. Well, her birthday Super is cute. December 13th. So okay. that would be a great birthday present. Oh, a birthday present. But. If I'm getting her something for her birthday, it's definitely going to be for her, not her baby. Well, it can be both. But she I gets to get look the at baby it. Baby gift, like, no, it's not. Nathan, I'm going to tell you this: if it's my birthday and you get my kids something, I'm not going to be happy. That doesn't count. Your kids are old. Also, now. if you get me something for my house and not specifically for me, still not going to be happy because everybody's going to use that thing for the house. Um, hold on. Uh huh. I recently bought your daughter a birthday present uh -huh. that you advised me. That was a household item. Uh-huh. For her bathroom that but, only she uses and you, apparently. And any other guests that come in. That's true. That's true. But they're probably not going to use her squatty potty. I also bought you a squatty potty, didn't And I? I really enjoyed that because it goes in my bathroom that I use. It's still a household item. Yeah, but I liked the squatty potty because I specifically wanted my own squatty potty so if it's an item for your house that only you use then you're okay with it like a squatty potty yeah i think there's very few exceptions mm, what about like a shower head only if i like really wanted a, a specific shower head then that would be acceptable but i don't i'm gonna so, no I'm, I'm gonna start giving people shower heads as birthday presents you know what i would be impressed if you gave me any gift like me too the Squatty Potty. I was quite surprised you got me that. And yeah. I enjoy it. I really only got you that in hopes that I would be able to use it when I came over, but then you... And I put it in my bathroom. You put it in your bathroom. So, so. you got my daughter one. Mm -hmm. So now you can use her Squatty Potty. Yep. I. It's my master plan. Give everybody <laughs> that I know a Squatty Potty as a gift. That way, whenever I'm at their house, I can always have a Squatty Potty wherever I'm going. Uh-huh. It's, it's a genius plan. Uh-huh. Like... I am still impressed with myself uh -huh. at how well thought out that is. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? Somebody gave me a squatty potty because I gave everybody else squatty potty. I had to, I had to ask. You for had it. to spend a lot of money on getting everybody else squatty potties before you finally got your own. But I can go to nearly every single one of my siblings' houses and have a squatty potty readily available. <laughs> my next purchases are bidets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. I do like the heated toilet seat. I would accept that as a gift. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Bidets and then heated toilet seats. Because mm -hmm. they have to be compatible. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to our rambles. 
We appreciate you. Like always, we did not stay on track on what we plan to talk about today. Not even remotely. We we nailed almost every single one, though. We just didn't talk about the Mayo wedding or the... Oh, that uh, was a good one. Uh, I don't even remember what the other one was. Oh, um, the fact that... Um, Beavers ooze and they use it to make vanilla. Yeah, they ooze near... And, and I now read I'm it. questioning what my dog's oozing that I could use to create with. Beavers will ooze near their anal glands. It's not out of their anal glands, but then people use it for vanilla extract and, and flavoring and whatnot. And strawberry, too. And raspberry. Anyway, that's about it. That's my name <laughs> is Nathan. <laughs> I'm Rebecca. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.